Aaron here, and I'm sitting down with Susquehanna alumni, Mrs. Patricia Wagner, Mrs. Deborah Rapson, and Mr. Matthew Labar, all of whom have been working on the show Chitty Chitty Bang Bang at Mifflinburg. Can anyone comment on how, and uh, Matt being a recent graduate, uh, you might have a bit of a different answer, uh, but how well did Susquehanna prepare you for this now, or maybe not so much? Deb, uh, we'll start with you, and then just go... Just go around the circle. Um, I, when I went to Susquehanna, the Dean of Arts and Sciences was my professor for a class that we had. We had an evening class on shows in Broadway. Um, I had had experience coming out of high school and some in college with acting. So I would say I had one class and it kind of gives you a background of what all the positions are from the choreographer to the directors, but it doesn't prepare you for real life. Well, having graduated in 1986, the only background that was really prepared for us as music ed majors was we took um, class dance and that was it. So for the most part, I didn't have any idea on how to do a musical as a director uh, when I first got the job here at Mifflinburg. And they asked me if I had any experience and I said, sure. But you learn as you go. And, you know, it's, sometimes it's trial by error, but I would say that the most preparedness came from just my, my music education classes, vocals, chorally, as far as being a lead director, the organizational skills behind it. So in that sense of the matter, I was very well prepared. But I had a lot of really great mentors here at Mifflinburg. They were also Susquehanna alums. Um, Richard Hansen and Bill Tillman, which were from the mid-70s and 80s, that did have theater experience that taught me pretty much everything I know at this point today. Okay, now Matt, you direct The Pit, uh, which is a little bit, it's a totally different experience, but maybe it's, I don't know, similar in some ways, I'm sure, in the organizational standpoint. From an organizational standpoint, what SU really enabled me to do was learn how to deal with chaos and take something that is extremely hectic and crazy and itemize it and focus in on what needs to get done and what order and how to accomplish it. As far as a pit orchestra point of view, I played in pit orchestra. I played in different pit orchestras in the community through connections at SU. And my student teaching co-op, Matthew Wagner, was an SU alum as well. So I got input from him, but it's... There's nothing that can really prepare you for it, like Deb said. It's They tell you one thing, and it's not wrong. It's just not what real life is. Mm -hmm. How would an institution like Susquehanna, or really any other uh, higher learning institution, better prepare people as yourselves who, who maybe want to teach in the creative arts field? How can they better prepare students for that, that aspect? Well, I can speak for that because, and I've, I've done it at Susquehanna, um, I've come in as a director and presented seminars to music ed students on how you, how you sequence through a high school musical from before you start to the end. You know, every aspect of it, the financials, um, building a money base, you know, securing rights and royalties to rehearsal schedules and, you know, securing your facilities. In that aspect, I think that colleges can better prepare music teachers in particular because we're often the ones that have to do yeah. the musicals um, to, to offer seminars. I don't know if it's necessary to create an entire semester-long course, 
but definitely seminars on giving students you know packets of material that will help them and guide them through like a step-by-step process mm -hmm. and I've done that in the past um, and I know that there have been many former students that have utilized that because every individual school that you might be hired at is going to do it a little differently but at least you have some guidelines to start with. Mm -hmm. And anybody interested that may already be in a music ed degree program at Susquehanna, they oftentimes will align themselves to do their student teaching in the springtime when the musicals are happening and the best thing they can do there is work with a cooperating teacher who has a musical as part of their job day to day and then they are inside of the program itself and they are living and breathing it from day to night learning the rigor of teaching all day long and into the rehearsals in the evening time that's more where the reality is mm -hmm. um, I would agree Susquehanna does prepare you in general with your educational background but a lot of it is the timing and the rigor that you mm -hmm. need to to do this um, from learning a pit orchestra, it, the ideal situation would be if each student could run a musical in their time at college. That's also very impractical, but it's not that hard to take a chunk of a conducting class and make it breaking down a pit orchestra book, going through what are the notes, what notation are we keeping, what are we cutting, what does it sound like, how do you want it to sound based off of what's on the page. That would be something really useful that... I got those skills in other ways, but doing it specifically for this is kind of its own animal, and that would have been really helpful for me. So now talking about like this show specifically, this is the first time you've done this show? Right. So can you speak on things that, that are different in this show, uh, doing it for the first time as opposed to like in past years? Uh, for example, last year you did Kiss Me Kate, which you've done two times. Well, um, we've always been fortunate to have a large student cast base here at Mifflinburg. And that's given us the opportunity to do the big classic Broadway musicals. What a lot of schools not, might not be able to accomplish because they might have a, an unbalanced male-female ratio as far as their cast size. We've been really fortunate that we've uh, had that problem. We have a really balanced male-female ratio, and, and many times our men can be quite strong. And also, we have a professional choreographer. And choreographers in central Pennsylvania are very hard to come by, and you know we're really, really lucky that we have someone that teaches here in our town and also has an amazing background in choreographing for Broadway musicals and really is able to hone choreography to the high school level and make it look really great. Um, but as far as this show in particular, as far as things that are challenging as, in, you know, as opposed to the past ones, it's newer. There are special effects that we've never really had to deal with. You know, we've always just had the traditional pit orchestra. Now we're, you know, we're, we've got a keyboard that has special effects sounds and it's MIDI based and it's run with a computer and someone's going to play that book. Um, you know, we've, we have visual effects that we've not really dealt with in the past. There's a lot of special effects that we've never done that we're attempting to do, um, which creates a challenge for those of us that are very old dogs <laughs> to the business of, of doing high school musicals. So I think that that has been a challenge for us to me really to pull that off well. Um, I don't know. What else? The fact that it's 
based on the movie, there's a lot of underscoring. So music and dialogue are constantly happening together. The music doesn't really stop. That's <laughs> nice for me because I don't zone out and forget to come in. But at the same time, that means there are so many things you're trying to coordinate together and get to work together. And it just takes time and practice and working through all of the little blips that come up to iron it out smooth. Well, I know Matt just mentioned, you know, the, the movie version. You have to be careful that you don't skew your vision of your our musical and try to copy the movie version. And we want to make this our version of it. And a Broadway musical is always going to be different than a motion picture where they have the ability to cut and paste and mm -hmm. you have background scenery. It's, it, it's an entirely different animal putting it on a stage as opposed to a movie. So I've made myself not watch the movie at all. And it's been playing, it seems, every time I turn on the television, there is some channel playing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And maybe it's because I think this is the 50th anniversary of the movie, but you know that is a challenge to make it our own to put our own signature on it without copying creative characters and scenes and things like that. And this Chitty Chitty Bang Bang musical version, a lot of people are not aware there's a step away from the movie in that they treat the characters differently. The spies that you see in the movie are more in-depth characters in the musical. How the Baron treats the Baroness is flip opposite of what you see in the movie. So we really encourage people to come and see this musical if you love the show, because it will give you a side of those characters you've never seen. And that's the newness for us as directors, is getting a chance to work with characterization and working with characters that we've never really got to work with yet. Okay. Uh, one final question, and you might have a better answer for this. Talking on characters, how, how do you see the kids then as they develop and grow as actors and into these characters? How would you say that you um, influence them or maybe do they just do it and you tell them no or yes or... Am yeah. I allowed to say that you, Aaron, were one of my students back in the day? <laughs> you can so, say whatever you want. <laughs> I'll tell you all about Aaron. So I would say for the people that are listening, um, I teach middle school and choose him up here and help. We are a teamwork, to quote the musical, um, teamwork department here. We work K to 12 cohesively, band and choir and all of our teachers together. So we're all involved in this production. I get the advantage of getting the kids in middle school and seeing them grow into high school. So students like yourself, um, we work in the middle school to just build confidence in getting in front of others. We do little acting things, I would say, not belittling it, but little things to give them opportunities to grow their talents and skills. By the time they get here to the high school, you know, they, they recognize and respect the program that's here at the high school. Some at times get intimidated just because it's, it's really, really strong and they can't see themselves in it at first because they don't think they have that ability and talent. And I'm kind of their encourager saying, yes, yes, you're the next group that's going to build with us and do this. And so speaking specifically to this show, I can remember in eighth grade, Logan, who's playing Grandpa, and Riley, who's playing the Baroness, they actually came in and auditioned as eighth graders for the middle school show. We did um, one called Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And they, like, knocked it out of the park in their audition. They were really strong. And I remember sitting back watching their audition going, wow, like, this, I can see these two in the future. So 
if you are in music ed and you're teaching students, you constantly have to remember you are constantly building what their talent skill sets are and just encouraging those talents and skill sets and just giving them positive encouragement, working them through the rough times, and you can just watch them grow. And then when they have Mrs. Wagner under her tutelage, she strengthens those skill sets. And I have the ability to share with her and with Mr. Labar, with the Penn Orchestra kids, I've seen them do this and this. I'm the one that can say, yes, trust them. I think they have this talent and ability. So, you know, you could say the same thing when you were in the middle school, you were in Tom Sawyer, and then you grew into a character we made into Cinderella at one point, or Cinderella's... I think it was the stepsister. You were one yeah. of the ugly sisters, but you, you were <laughs> kind of cute to turn into an ugly sister. And then, of course, all, all the way to Any Number Can Die. You know, you, you see your own growth and ability and think back over how all of us collectively encourage that. And, and I think that's a key component to anybody's success. Any further comment? Or I think she hit it. Yeah. I think she, yeah. And I think it also ties into the related arts and the humanities and, you know, a total um, education for our kids that, you know, how do we understand what a character is trying to portray? And it's, it's reading, it's literature, it's English language arts. And that can be a struggle for younger kids. But I, I think that our kids come out of it really learning time and history, dialogue, accent, what are the idioms of the day. Um, so there's a lot of learning process that goes into portraying a character besides, well, just say it this way. You know, if they don't really understand the syntax of the dialogue and the lines, they're never going to truly be able to say it correctly. Um, and then that just goes back to everything that they're learning as they go through their years. Well, uh, interesting. I'd like to thank you guys for coming out, uh, for letting me have this interview. And that's all I have to say. All right. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs>